0: Hey, let's welcome our online family. Could we do that? God bless you guys. So glad you're with us today. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. We're going to dive right into uh, our teaching in the book of Romans. And I'm going to start right out. Romans chapter 5, uh, verse 1 and 2. You can follow along with me. We'll have it on the screen. or so if you have it in your Bible. Romans chapter 5. It says, Therefore, having been justified by faith, We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through whom, through whom our Lord Jesus Christ, also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That verse, if you notice, started out with a a two syllable word, therefore. Come on, everybody say, therefore. Therefore. The rule of uh, understanding. Uh, is always ha- when you see therefore, is always ask yourself, what's the therefore, therefore? Okay? And so it's a connector here, and it's connecting what has previously been discussed with what we're about to discuss now. And so l- let's go back when you were a kid or you're raising children, and uh, you would say, hey, uh, the school called me today because you got in trouble, and you didn't do your homework. Therefore, Y'all follow me? Or, hey, uh, you won that award today at school and I saw you do something very, very kind for the neighbor lady, therefore. Okay? So whatever we've been talking about to this point, uh, now we move on. So in Romans, we've been talking about the first four chapters and we've been talking about justification, the road of justification by faith. What is justification? God, It's an act of God where God declares you to be right with him, to be innocent before him, because you put faith in what Jesus did for you at the cross. Amen. Amen? And so the first four chapters are talking about the road to that, and now we're at the, the therefore here is kind of the hinge point here in the book of Romans where we're going to start talking about the reality of what does that mean in our lives, what does that mean in our forever, what does that mean in our, in our right now. And so being justified by faith, and that's what we've been talking about for four chapters here, in the sacrifice the blood sacrifice of Jesus then the believer any believers here today all right good deal uh I'm telling you if you're not a believer you need to get on this bus y'all the world's gone sideways and south and 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 you need to you need to yeah anyway so believers are are now invited to enter in to some benefits some blessings, some results, in a positive sense, consequences of receiving this justification by faith. And so we're going to look at some of these benefits. There are many that are listed just in the first 11 verses of chapter 5. We're going to look at two of them today. But first of all, I have to give you a warning, okay? Uh, The enemy of your soul, did you know you have one? For the rest of you, you have an enemy of your soul. He hates you. He wants to divert and thwart the plan of God, the blessings of God in your life. He's been harassing you all week. If he's invading your space and your peace and your sleep, you need to take authority in Jesus' name, and you need to stop that stuff. Get out of my house, get out of my mind, get out of my way in Jesus' name. Amen. And you have authority over a defeated enemy. In his craziness, he does not quite understand he's defeated yet, okay? And the authority, the badge, the weapon that you have is the powerful name of Jesus. Everybody just say it, Jesus. And we've been lifting up Jesus in this place today, and so the enemy is kind of held back at this point, but I promise you, he'll be waiting for you out in your car. So what we want to do is get a hold of this today, because the enemy of your soul does not want you to get what I'm about to share with you today. The enemy of your soul does not want you to understand and have in your life these benefits, these blessings that God would have for us. And so I want you to understand that and, and just power through today. Make sure you lock on and pay attention because what, what has been provided for us, the reality, the benefits of justification by faith are life-changing, they're game-changing, they're eternity-changing. So... First of all, let's go back to Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, therefore, and that connects us with the road to justification by faith. Now, because of that, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, look at it in the New Living Translation. Therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, that's justification by faith, We have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Wow. So here's the first benefit. You ready? Peace with God. Come on, say it, church. Peace with God. Or you cannot have peace with God. I would rather have peace with God. Come on, come on. So this New Testament Greek word for peace here means to be at one. To have quietness as opposed to contention. It's rest instead of chaos. It is, the root word of it means to join or to tie together. So we literally move when we believe. Everybody say believe. When we choose to believe that Jesus Christ was in fact the son of God and God so loved me and you that he sent him. He took on bodily form. He lived a sinless life. He went all the way to the cross and took on my sins and your sins. He shed his blood as a perfect sacrifice because no one else could do it. You couldn't do it. You couldn't die for your own sins. That'd just be a murder. It'd just be a death. He, the perfect sacrificial lamb, took on the sins of the world, died, shed his perfect blood, paid the sin debt. Paid your sin debt, my sin debt, and then died, rose again from the dead, conquering death, hell, and the grave. And when you and I decide that's good news and I believe that, when you believe that, when you accept that, when you believe that, he gives you the right, the power, the privilege to now be called the child of God. You come into relationship. He becomes your heavenly father. And there's justification by faith because you chose to believe. Jesus did the dirty work. Jesus did the heavy lifting. I wish y'all were here for this message. (laughs) Jesus Jesus did that for us. And when you and I simply believe. I was 12 years old. I I kneeled by the couch in my new pastor's house. And he walked me through a little book called The Four Spiritual Laws. And I read, he, we read that together. My brother and I, we were, we were there and we knelt down. He said, do you believe this? He walked us through it. He said, do you believe it? And in, in my heart, it was like a light switch. I believe. I believe. And in that moment, I was born again. In that moment, although the price had already been paid, it got transferred into my account and wiped out my sin debt. All right? So now, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God. And we move from being a foe to being a friend. We move from being an enemy to being an ally. We move from having displeasure to having favor. We move from a mindset of God's going to get me to God's got me. And that's where we want to be. Amen. Our status with God changes. Our standing with God changes. I now have peace with God. Can I tell you something? I don't want to brag or nothing in front of y'all, but I'm a friend of God. You know, sometimes somebody go into a place and go, how'd you get here? Uh, I know people. (laughs) Or my friend runs this place or or whatever it would be. You know what? I'm a friend of God. And if you're a believer... You have peace with God. You're literally a friend of God. Look with me in James chapter 2, verse 23. And here it is, recapped for us in the book of James. And the scripture was fulfilled, which says, Abraham believed God. If you've been reading Romans with us, those first four chapters are loaded with Abraham believed God. Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him. It was credited to his account for righteousness or right standing with God. And he was called, come on, church, help me. He was called... Me too. Anybody else here a friend of God? And get it, get it. It's not just God's my friend. I'm a friend of God. And we read later in the book of Romans, and if God is for me, who can be against me? I'm telling you what, folks, you want to be a friend of God. Amen. Now, don't confuse, and I'll take just a second on this. Don't confuse the fact that this is a reality. This is, this is your standing. This is your status. This is the title deed, so to speak. This is legally settled. Peace with God. Do not confuse that with the emotion of peace. Because sometimes, come on, let's be honest, you just don't have all that much peace. Do not confuse that with I thought I had peace with God. Okay, there's the peace with God. That's your standing. That's your status. And then there's peace of God, peace from God. How many of you know you can have, be a friend of God, be at peace with God, and guess what happens? News, sports, and weather. The news can throw you off. How many of you know the news can change your peace pretty quick? I hate to bring it up, but how many of you know sports can throw your peace off pretty quick? And not just the final score. It's during the game. If you if people watched you, if we put a camera on you during your game, and it's like your team's ahead, you're like, yeah, and then you fumble the ball and do something stupid, and then you're behind, and now you're down in the dumps. Why did I even pick this team? You're taking your jersey off. I ain't wearing their colors. And then they do some incredible play and come back. That's my team, and, and then you're back up again. Am I right? You know, and and do not, do not pull down and minimize and cheapen this peace with God. That's not the emotional. But if you have peace with God, you have access to the peace of God and peace from God. And the peace of God and from God will even pass understanding that even in the midst of chaos and problems and everything else, you can still have a peace from God that will guard your heart and your mind. So, peace with God has nothing at all to do with your feelings or emotions. It has everything to do with what you know. And you've got to know that because of what Jesus did, not because this happened, that new sports, weather, circumstances, situations, people. I I am at peace with God. I'm the friend of God. And you've got to know that that is a settled situation. Other peace will rise and fall. It's very, very temporary. It's very, very finicky. Even if we could watch you watching TV. You know, because your story is getting pretty tense. And now commercial. And it's funny and it's happy and that's beautiful. And then you got puppies that are lost and strayed. and, and, And then somebody this and that. And then we go back. We're up again. And then we go back to our story. You know, and we just, we live this way. We kind of live this way. We've got to stop living this way, y'all, okay? We've got to have the bedrock of it all. I am at peace with God. That's not emotional. That is reality, spiritual reality. And then coming out of it, I can have the peace of God and peace from God. Amen. Amen? Amen? All right. Now, all the legal, spiritual, legal complaints, demands, the sin debt has been satisfied has been settled. There's no more fear in our relationship with God. We fear God in that we're in awe of Him. We respect Him. We do not want to disappoint Him. That's super important. Never lose the fear of God. But there's no more fear that we're afraid of God because we're at peace with God. We don't have to avoid Him. See, Typically what happens with a lot of people is they start avoiding God. And it's usually based on some emotional something. And I don't feel that spiritual. Or how many of you know that we all, although we're at peace with God, although our sins have been forgiven, we still mess up. And John wrote, he said, I write this to you, First John chapter 2, I write this to you because I don't want you to sin. But if you do, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. He is the propitiation for our sins, not for ours only, but for the sins of the whole world. Get forgiven. Confess your sins. Get forgiven. Okay? But we don't have to avoid God. You know, sometimes you have a person that you're at odds with a little bit or something went wrong in that relationship at work or, you know, whatever it would be. And then you're in the grocery store and you see them and it's like, oh, God. and you scoot on down four aisles. You cut up the dog food aisle and you don't even have a dog. And then they come in the other end. Uh, You pick up a 40 pound bag of gravy train. You don't have to hide from God. You don't have to avoid God. Are y'all hearing me? Or somebody you owe money to, you see them. And you're shopping. But you do not have to avoid God. Listen, we are no longer under the looming threat of God's judgment. On the cross, everybody say on the cross. On the cross, cross, Jesus took the punishment that our sins deserve. And when he did that, he effectively moved our judgment day out of our future into our past. Now, let me bring up this graphic here real quick. Just let this represent your whole life, okay? I know it looks kind of like a month or whatever. But you're going along through life. Alicia has a calendar in the, uh, inside a cabinet door in our kitchen. She's writing down things that are coming up. And got this doctor's appointment or we're gonna, we got a grandbaby due or, you know, it's just all these things on there. And then she's, she's super good to keep up on it and she'll mark off the days that have happened. But if you had, look forward and you've got judgment day. Or let me just say this. You've got a massive bill that is due. Or you got a court date or surgery or something, and, and you're, not, you're not looking forward to that. You've got that, and you don't even, what are we even going to do about that? What are we going to do? You know what that does? It causes angst. That causes some fear. That causes some dread. And so guess what? All of us, because of our sin, it demands judgment. It demands that that has to be paid for. So without Jesus, without us accepting, look back in the past, though, the cross, come on, everybody say it again, the cross. Because of the cross, guess what Jesus did at the cross? Jesus paid my sin debt. You didn't hear me. Jesus paid my sin debt. So I'm gonna arrive there headed toward judgment and realize I don't have that bill to pay, I don't have that judgment because Jesus paid it. So when Jesus on the cross, listen, when Jesus on the cross took the punishment for our sins, back there at the cross, back there at the cross, he moved my judgment day out of my future, and he moved it into my past. So I, that's how I can live at peace. That's how I can live with some hope. That's how I don't live with dread that I've got to somehow in my future pay for my sins, which I could never pay for. <laughs> peace with God. Thank you, Lord, for peace with God. It's settled. You're loved. You have peace with God. You have nothing left to prove or earn or hide. Thank God for this. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin so that we could be made right with God through Christ. Amen. But this doesn't just remove the negative. This actually creates the positive. So we're now we've crossed over that hinge point, And because of justification by faith, we have peace with God. Come on, everybody say it. Peace with God. You're a friend of God. God is your friend. You are God's friend. You're peace with God. That's the, that's the first benefit listed. And now we move on a little bit further. I want to show you the second one today. Look in Romans chapter 5 again. Verse 1 and verse 2, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have, help me, peace peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Hopefully, that makes some good sense to you now. Verse 2, through whom, and again, it's through our Lord Jesus Christ, also, come on, give me a good also. also. Also, we have Access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. The second benefit, blessing, or result of justification by faith is this. Access. Access. Come on, everybody say it. Access. Access, Access by definition, means permission, ability, introduction, invitation into a secured area or into the presence of someone important. And so in the Old Testament, we find people would get access to, say, the king. And the word in the Old Testament literally would mean face-to-face. So it would mean that you would be allowed into a place a place of privilege, a place where you normally wouldn't be allowed into. It's a secured area. It's a dignitary. It's somebody, and you can't, you can't get up there by them, and so you're allowed access. Today, maybe a comparison would be uh, you go to a concert, and you get a backstage pass. You get access. There'll be signs up, no access beyond this point without such and such a pass. Anybody here ever gotten a backstage pass? pass or anything like that? Do you all go anywhere? <laughs> places? things. Um, our, our middle son Joshua, he lives in Nashville. He's such a talented, talented guy. He's uh, a musician. He's a videographer. He's on Spotify. I don't know. He's got like six, seven million listens. No joke. On, on Spotify. And um, for a number of years, he worked with full-time and traveled with uh, country music artist Thomas Rett. And so it, he traveled just all over the place with Thomas, and because he was, and, and please do not hear wrong comparison here. Please, I'm not comparing God and a country artist. <laughs> okay, but he was quote a friend of Thomas's. Okay, and because he was a friend of Thomas's, he had access everywhere. Now he had to, he had to wear his little lanyard or her badge or whatever. Uh, they came to Tampa uh, while while Josh was with them. And so he reached out to Alicia, and I guess Greta went, and Alicia's brother and our nephew, they went. And because of, because of Josh, he got them access, say access. And so they got access, meet and greet, get in the back, you know, and, and, and do all of that that you normally wouldn't get. You couldn't just wander up there, you know, and just wander up and say, hey, I'd like to go in here. You know, And so it's through that friendship with God, friendship with God, peace with God, now we are also given that access as well. Are y'all following me? And did you hear me clear? I'm not comparing God and a country music artist. It's illustration purposes only. All right. Now, Jesus ushers us, invites us. He gives us access into the presence of God. He gives us this access. When Jesus uh, about to go to the cross, the Jewish people had the temple. The temple, they spared no expense in building the temple. And without going through all the stations and the meaning of all of that, you get to a place where you have the outer court, you have the inner court, you have the holy place, and then you have the holy of holies. And on the earth during those times, the presence of God would be in the Holy of Holies. And the only people that had access to that was a priest. But the priest had to make sure that he was completely clean in every way. And they would, he would have to wear these bells on the bottom of his robe, and they would tie a rope around his ankle. Because if he was going to go into the Holy of Holies, and he wasn't, well, let me put it to you lightly. His bells would stop ringing. <laughs> and they'd have to pull him out with the rope because he would be dead. Because God is holy and we're not. And it's not that God is being mean. It just, it just doesn't happen. It, can't, it, it, it doesn't mix. And so when Jesus was on the cross, in particular, I was, I was reading Matthew chapter 27. And he's on the cross and he says, it is finished. It is finished. And then he gave up. He yielded up his spirit. And when he yielded up his spirit after declaring it is finished, which means what? I've paid it all. I've paid it all. At the moment that he paid it all and yielded up his spirit, the unseen hands of God reached down, and there was a veil, a heavy curtain, between the holy place and the holy, and the holy of holies. And the unseen hand of God tore it from top to bottom it was leather it was heavy woven cloth and he tore it from top to bottom opening it up we got a a picture here show this real quick just an idea of that that is supernaturally getting torn signifying to all of us that now you you have direct access to God you don't have to go through somebody else He's not held off from you. You're not held off from him because Jesus paid it all and said it is finished, paid in full. God tore that open and gave us access. Listen, you have access. You don't have to go through anybody because of what Jesus did You're the friend of God, and He's giving you open invitation. You have your lanyard, you have your name tag, you're a friend of God. Listen, go on in. Well, I can't read good. I've messed up in my life. This happened to me. I'm this color, I'm this whatever. You know what? Get rid of all the earthly garbage and labels that people put on us, and you're a child of God. Go in. Thank you, Lord. And this access is into his grace. It's literally into, you ready? His throne room. It's to the throne of grace. Look with me in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16. Let us therefore come boldly, you've got access, to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Notice this. Back in Romans 5.2, it says we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand, which means it's not temporary. So listen, you might be waiting in the line somewhere. You might be dealing with whatever is going on in your life, and you need to know this. In that moment, spiritually, you are in the throne room. In that moment, you have access to his mercy and his grace. Do you know what his mercy is? Let me give you the most simplified Sunday school definition. Mercy is not getting what you do deserve. Anybody here thankful for his mercy? Do you know what grace is? Grace is getting what I don't deserve. It's God's riches at Christ's expense, I learned. It's all of God's riches are available to you and I because we believe that what Jesus did took everything that was in the way out of the way so that now I'm no longer estranged from God. I'm a friend of God. I'm at peace with God. And as such, He gives me access all the time, anywhere you are, to get to His mercy, to get to His grace, which should take care of anything that is going on in our lives. Did y'all get anything at all out of this today? Thank you, Lord.